want to get service, selection, and price so low. The record archive is the place to go. Hey, this is Brian Mason from Charmer, Sulaco, and Contrarian, maybe BML, and you're listening to Grim Dystopian.
We just heard brand new music from Contrarian. That was the first single off of their upcoming album, Sage of Shekinah. That song was In Jehenna. Brian, thanks for chatting with us tonight. Absolutely. You are the undisputed heavyweight title champion of Grim Dystopian. Yes. Yeah, all because of a phone call. (laughs) And Chinese food. And Chinese food. (laughs) So this will be your sixth time being on? Six and a half. Six and a half. That's an inside joke. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so you have a new contrarian release. Yes. But before we get into that, you guys recently toured. How was that? That was amazing. Um, I mean, it was a bucket list thing for me. Uh, I got to tour some amazing, amazingly gracious uh, people in suffocation, atheists, and surruption. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like one big family. So, I mean, it was three and a half weeks, just over three and a half weeks of one of the best times of my life. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have a favorite story from the tour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we had two buses, so Suffocation Atheist, they had the party bus, and Surruption and Contrarian, we had the Lay Low and Escape the Party Bus bus. So, you know, every once in a while, we would get, you know, somebody over from the you know we'd have like kelly from atheist or terrence or charlie or um even our tour manager um would pop over just because they needed a break from all the partying going on (laughs) on the suffo bus um but you know sometimes the opposite would happen and we'd go over to the suffocation (laughs) bus and you know there'd be whiskey and whatever else was going on there and uh constant beers and you know charlie from suffocation constantly handing you stuff <laughs> and uh yeah i mean i'd wake up in the middle of the night sometimes and you know there'd be you know feet hanging out of the out of the bunks or some random person in the quote-unquote hallway of the bus <laughs> just kind of passed out and uh you know our bass player got a standing ovation one time <laughs> <laughs> you know for uh for breaking his uh what do you want to call it his uh his first time you know basically his first major drunken night on tour oh, you know he came yeah. off he came off the bus while we we're all ready to load in and uh, i think it was wisconsin and you know everybody all the guys in disruption suffocation atheists were all giving him a round of applause as he came off our bus so feeling like shit <laughs> oh he was not feeling well yeah, i can imagine oddly that was one of my favorite shows on the tour but he, he was not feeling it <laughs> Do, do you have a favorite city or venue? Um, there was one place in uh, Louisville. I think it was Louisville. I really was hoping I could remember. Uh, <laughs> the second time around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was Louisville. Um, and there was a venue where they were like, we need, you guys have to be completely done by 11 o'clock. Any later than 11 o'clock, we're just shutting you down. So, you know. Yeah, us and Surruption, we had to cut a few songs, and, you know, um, I think even Atheist and Suffocation had to cut a few songs, but we were done by 11, and we just thought, wow, this place has got a crazy noise ordinance, <laughs> you know, 11 o'clock, I've never heard of that, you know, and uh, come to find out, they just had a rave that was going on afterwards. <laughs> Double booked. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, uh, you know, 11 o'clock, the rave started. So the metalheads were coming out and the ravers were coming in. And then it all kind of mingled into, you know, seeing half of suffocation in the venue you know dancing <laughs> you know there was uh there was a whole bunch of metalheads just dancing at a rave and it was everyone was having a blast that's <laughs> cool were the people there for the rave open like nice to everybody or oh yeah no weird? one cared everyone's just there to have a good time yeah. it was you know that's um, cool it was a busy night for them because the suff the suffocation show was busy and the rave was busy uh. so you know uh but yeah, there's no conflicts that night that I remember. Um, I remember that night there was, uh, uh, I want to say he was a sheriff or something. And he comes up and he's, uh, he's like, comes up to me and he's like, what do you, he's like, you guys are absolutely amazing. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing here? You're like, he was a complete <laughs> like garbed, you know, he had his oh, whole had cop his... garb and everything. Really? He's like, he's like, yeah, well, you know, I just got off shift and I came to see the metal show and you know, it was an amazing show. I was like. And he, you know, he is like the exact opposite of a looking metalhead dude. But, uh, you know, you find that a lot. Oh, you know, that's you see cool. It, yeah. You know. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're all like, oh, man, what's he doing here? Is there too yeah. many people? Or is there, you know, yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, man, you guys were awesome. Thanks for, you know, coming out. And <laughs> so, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, okay, so we I need are, to ask a question. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Did uh, any glow sticks end up on the bus? Oh. <sighs> I don't remember. <laughs> I, I would say the suffocation bus probably had a, a few in there. Yeah. <laughs> that they brought with them, not <laughs> separate from the rave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Touring glow sticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just Terrence just <laughs> sitting there cracking glow sticks all night. <laughs> he, I, so... Ken loves Terrence. Yeah. As like a musician. And we were at Montage and we saw Everyone Suffocation. Loves well, of course. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want it mm. to sound like you were like friends with them. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, we're all chums. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we saw them at the Montage and it was fucking packed in there. I mean, it's Suffocation in the Montage. Like yeah. you couldn't move. Mm -hmm. But we worked our way over to like their merch table and I was just yelling, Terrence, Terrence. Cause I wanted Ken to have a picture with Terrence so bad. And all of a sudden he's like, what, what I'm here. And I'm like, wait, that worked. <laughs> <laughs> he was so cool. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Terrence is one of the sweetest guys I've ever met. Like, honestly, like our first night of tour in, uh, Brooklyn, we all met up at the venue in Brooklyn and, uh, you know, none of those guys, you know, I've never met any of them. You know, I kind of knew Kelly from Atheist via Facebook. Yeah. But that's about it. And, um, yeah, Terrence comes up to me. And I won't say exactly what he said, but it's basically akin to, uh, <laughs> what's up, man? What's up, Brian? How you doing? You know? And I was just like, how the fuck do you even know me? You know? And, uh, well, it turns out they did the, you know, I was talking to Charlie from Suffocation, the other guitar player. And he's just like, he's like, man, um, and this was, again, the first night. He's like, dude, dude, Charlie's very energetic. <laughs> dude, uh, you know, we, we definitely checked you guys out before, you know, you learned all your names and everything. And we all picked one person that we were going to, like, hang with and party with. And I picked you. 
Oh, I love that. <laughs> a little buddy system. And he, he's like, so come on a bus and have some whiskey shots with me. I'm like, dude, this is day one. Oh, boy. <laughs> and it's just, it's like hours before we even play. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'll catch up with you and give me a week. He's like, all right, all right. And then, yeah, pretty much every night after that, Charlie was buying me shots and stuff. But I'm not a shots kind of guy, but I'll take him from Charlie. <laughs> but yeah, Terrence, Terrence would just crack me up every night. I remember... Uh, one night in South Carolina, he was. Uh, we got stuck at a hotel. Well, not stuck at a hotel, but uh, one of our shows in Atlanta. The promoter never promoted it, so they just canceled it out of the blue. Oh man! So we had an extra night, and we stayed. And uh, they were parked behind a hotel. Jim and I decided to be bougie and actually stay at the hotel. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but they they had a day room there that, you know, they all kind of went in and out. So I was talking to the guitar player from Atheist, and then Terrence comes up, and he hears this frog, and he's just sitting there. He's determined he's going to find this frog that's in the, the hotel parking lot. He's just he's looking around. He's like, man, I'm going to buy this fucking frog. I'm going to find this frog. And I'm like, why do you want to find a frog? He's like, I don't know, man. I just want to find a frog. <laughs> <laughs> man, can you imagine being the people in that? Where? What city was that? That was in uh, somewhere in South Carolina. I can't remember this. I'd be pissed if I knew I had the chance to see that lineup mm-hmm. and nobody promoted oh, it. Oh, so we it did that canceled. South Carolina show. That it was an Atlanta show that oh, they canceled. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. So we just bypassed Georgia altogether. So we just went straight to South Carolina and, and stayed. Uh, we've stayed, they stayed at the hotel. Our bus was parked at a Walmart about two miles away from the hotel. And Jim and I just walked, you know, to stay in a hotel while the rest of the contrarian interruption guys stayed in the bus that night. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were feeling particularly bougie that night but uh <laughs> you wanted a real real bed. bad in a real shower <laughs> yeah <laughs> not, not a that. planet fitness shower for once <laughs> <laughs> so this is probably a stupid question but i've never been on tour when does the bus driver sleep um they sleep when the show's going on usually that's it yeah so there's always a bus call um, which is the time that the bus leaves. It's very strict. So they will sleep usually from the time they get to the venue to the time that they have to leave the venue. Oh, so, so that's a that's a decent amount of time, I guess. Yeah. So it was uh it it worked out. You know, our we had I think four bus drivers throughout the same bus, but different drivers throughout the whole time. Luckily, were they cool? They, luckily they were all cool. But uh you know, every once in a while, you look out in the crowd, and the bus driver would be there. You know? Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. But he should have been sleeping. <laughs> he should have been sleeping, yeah. Go to bed. They do that stuff for a living, and, you know, they, they, they tour constantly. Those, you know, the drivers, because a lot of the drivers do multiple, they, they do management or uh, tour management. Yeah. Management. Uh, you know, they're multi-purpose kind of people. Yeah. Um, so they're just used to that whole tour of life, you know, yeah. they're, they're used to not, you know, so like me, you try to tell me to go to bed at six o'clock and then wake up at, you know, 4 a.m. To, to take off somewhere. That's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm just never going to sleep. No, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> Any more tour questions? Um, what is, so you mentioned like the, like the sleeping arrangement on the bus. What is your, what's your area like? Is it just like a. Like, well, we, we had, um, actually, they're all pretty similar. I mean, we were in a bandwagon. Um, 
and the Atheist Suffocations had a full-size bus. But our bandwagon had nine bunks. Uh, three of those bunks were super, like, shallow. Not shallow, but not tall. Mm. You know, uh, and I was in one of the smaller, less tall bunks. Um, so, yeah, it took me probably two, maybe three days to get used to sleeping in that situation. Because, you know, if I'm lying on my back, I could literally, you know, two inches above or three inches above me was the ceiling Aww. of my bunk. So I had enough room to, you know, turn to the side or whatever like that. But it took me a minute to get used to it. But then once I got used to it, just the, the driving on the road and the sway and the sound and everything just put me right to sleep. Mm. So I had zero problem. That was the one thing I was most concerned about. So uh, I was very happy when I got used to it really quickly. Yeah, about. Did you ever whack your head getting up, forgetting that you only had two no. inches? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I, I don't think anybody had that. But it was very awkward because, you know, you had the person two bunks ahead of you or top of you had to climb up your bunk to get. And, you know, someone had to go to the bathroom. You're usually getting woken up with a foot going yeah. through your, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. <laughs> but <laughs> you just get used to all that crap. And, yeah. So it's just a bunk. There's not you don't have like a, a TV in there and all that kind of stuff. Well, I mean the the bus itself has a TV yeah. and a stereo system. You know, it had surround sound and everything in it. Um, whole little kitchen, kitchenette, full size fridge, mm. microwave, all that crap, bathroom, <laughs> shower. Um, had all that stuff. It was just uh, whether or not you could use all that stuff was determined. Whether or not the driver was good enough at keeping the the water filled mm-hmm. and cleaned out and all that stuff oh we didn't, i never thought about that yeah we didn't have too much trouble but like the showers were limited like maybe three people could take a shower in a day so we went to planet fitnesses and stuff like that yeah to, to shower a lot tour life yep. <laughs> okay so we are not here to talk about showers and beds <laughs> <laughs> not yet we, we are here to talk about the new contrarian release, Sage of Shakina. Yes. When is that scheduled to come out officially? You got me again. It's March. <laughs> oh, it is March because I don't yeah. think it said it. I couldn't. I don't know that I could find it anywhere. I know that the vinyl is scheduled to ship starting in May, right? Does that sound right? That that sounds about right. Okay. That's what usually, yeah. And it's limited to 250 copies? That I'm not aware of either. Oh. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, given the way things are these days with vinyl, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and you are on Willow Tip? We are on Willow Tip. And uh, I'm trying to find the actual date. Uh, yeah, I just... Uh, I can't find the actual date, but it's early early March it comes okay. out. I, yeah. I can tell you whether it's correct or not. Metal Archives says March 17th. That, yeah. that sounds perfect. We'll okay. trust the Metal Archives. Okay. Go Metal Archives. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just confirmed it on Bandcamp. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got to hear this album. And, and it's, Wait, before we continue. Oh, yeah. It's getting... Digital, CD, and vinyl release, right? Yes, correct. Okay. And there's a, sig- a single already out. Yes, in Jahana. In Jahana. 
I was going to say Gehenna. That's what I would have said. <laughs> I, I did too, except I actually looked or went to Google for the pronunciation. <laughs> I'm going to write that down here. Because <laughs> we're going to say it wrong later. I know we are. <clears throat> we never say anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Almost everything. We say our own names wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we got to hear this album and it is fucking awesome. Thank you. But it's obvious that it sounds very different. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think that's attributed to the lineup change? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the, the band is very much a, uh, project band. Um, meaning that everybody, everybody in the band is in other projects. So, you know, it's very much a, hey, guys, let's get together and when you have time, record some stuff and, you know, write some stuff. So by that nature, you know, everybody has been in other bands and then got promoted to other bands and blah, blah, blahs. And um, our original drummer, George Colius from um, Nile, we, it sounds stupid, but we actually <laughs> had to let him go um, <laughs> because he couldn't tour with us and we wanted to tour yeah um you know so you know we fired the fired's not the right word for that because we, we still talked to george but uh <laughs> had to go your yeah. separate ways. yeah we had to go our separate ways so we could do our thing and then you know he didn't have to take time away from nile which i don't think he would have done um so uh you know so then we have to find a drummer for touring and then our bass player he's uh you know he's a classical bass player he plays in orchestras and operas and stuff like that and at the time of i think white worm when we went on our first tour um he had recorded the record but he couldn't go on tour with us so we hired uh bill bodily hired we didn't hire him we took <laughs> we took on bill bodily who is uh you know inhumanus uh locally in inhumanus and he's also in flatsam and jetsam to play bass for tour which in inevitably brought him to play bass on our last record and <laughs> so we were going through basically just a whole bunch of members uh uh we had to get bryce uh bryce butler who is the drummer for Shadow of Intent, currently was our drummer on our last record because he filled in for George on that Pathology tour, Pathology Narcotic, Narcotic Wasteland tour. Yeah. Um, so, so then we had a drummer in Bryce, but then Bryce took uh, a full-time job with Shadow of Intent. He was just their touring drummer for a bit, and then they actually hired him as their actual drummer. So Bryce was no longer available on the dates that we needed him to be. So we caught up with our old friend Alex Cohen from Malignancy to play drums. Yep. Um, and uh, on this tour with Suffocation, and uh, the uh, our singer at the time, Cody, couldn't do the entire tour. So we had to find someone to replace him. So we got this dude, Jacob from florida from tampa florida and he is the guy who's singing on the new record so basically jim and i are the consistent thing everybody else is different even though our original bass player ed is back on this record <laughs> just just having jacob uh, on vocals and alex with his extremely creative style of drumming everything sounds 
lot different than anything else we've ever done. Yeah. And I think pretty much every record has been that way for us. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, this, I don't know if we're allowed to say this or should say this, but this is definitely our favorite contrarian release. It's very full um, yeah. and deep. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of that is production, but it's 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 a little bit more aggressive, I would say. Like Alex, Alex's yeah. drumming really steps up the notch. Um, I think uh, Jacob's vocals are very much perfect for this record. I agree. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I mean, he he killed it on tour. Um, so yeah, I think this record, this record and White Worm are probably my two favorite records. I think, but this record is probably just a notch above White Worm for me. So awesome. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. And you it's have great. a ton of solos sprinkled. I, I mean, all throughout the first single in Johanna. I mean, I'm like. Five solos, Jim. <laughs> Five guitar solos in one song. Well, you nailed it. <laughs> and it sounds awesome. Yeah. And it doesn't sound forced or overdone either, if that makes sense. Like yeah, it's not the placements make sense because two of the solos are really just little like harmony melody type yeah. things, you know? Yep. Um this record reminds me a lot of like early King Diamond type stuff. It's it, uh a lot of places for solos, a lot of places for uh, unique changes like it just reminds me of like Abigail and them like as far as song song structures go oh yeah okay mm. yeah um, not you know they don't sound like those records no, but it's yeah. just uh, like the placements and the way Jim wrote everything just seems everything seems to fit right yeah so yeah there's a tons of solos on this record which was great for me you know I don't get to do solos much anymore so yeah <laughs> uh, so this is another concept album right yeah, it, it's. I don't think it's so much like a continuous story as more of a regional stories, uh, very much on the um, Hebrew lore, maybe a little Islamic thrown in there too. Mm -hmm. um, Jim being, you know, Jim is a Greek man, very much into the Greek thing. Has a house in Greece, uh, you know, <laughs> the town, the, right? Yeah. Not the country. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, he lives in Brighton, but <laughs> <laughs> he has a house in in the country, Greece. Um, and uh, he's very much in it. And most of our records have been, you know, sort of related to that whole Greek mythology thing in some way. And I think he just wanted to like keep in the general region, but tell a different story. He's very into theology and, and lore and mythology and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, um, you know, he's, he's, he's telling me, he's sending me the, the names of all these songs. And even to this day, I still I think of, you know, there's song one. It's like that with every contrarian record for me. It's song one, song two, song three, <laughs> song four. And eventually, like just through, you know, constantly seeing it, I eventually get what the song names are. Yeah. But, uh, like even now with this record, I'm still like, well, yeah, songs five is coming out in the beginning of February. And then, you know, <laughs> don't even ask me to pronounce the name of that one. <laughs> but that song five is probably my favorite song on the record. So, and, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that that does, uh, we're premiering that one in the first week of February, I believe. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, I won't ask you what it's called. <laughs> it's a bunch of words that start with S. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a side question. Um, it looks like 
uh, Jim and Ed played in Delirium Endeavor. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, so how did you meet Jim? Did you play in a band with him previously, or was Contrarian the first? No. Um, it's kind. Of, it's kind of weird how it all worked out. Uh, I was recording at Watchman Studio with BML, mm-hmm. and um, Jim was either Jim had written three songs which ended up on the first record actually but and i get the timelines weird i'm always thinking it's like 2007 2008 but it may have been 2009 2010 he came up came to me he got my number through doug from watchman studios Mm -hmm. to uh learn these three songs and you know he's just going to record them and then do whatever whatever you know um the songs were were very much in that kind of atheist vein which you know i i dig that i was like all right yeah i can you know let me know if you find you know a drummer you know ed Ed was gonna play bass on it uh around 2014 jim used his greekness to (laughs) (laughs) to talk to george from nile and uh in their native tongue Uh you know so you know george was immediately just like cool i can talk to somebody in greek um and he gave him the demo. Well, George liked the demo. And the demo is literally just, I think, just Jim's part. I don't think it was any drums or anything. And uh, George was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll record drums from this, this thing. So we did, uh, so this was actually like, you know, could have been four or five years after Jim initially came to me with this stuff. But he's like, oh, Brian, it's a go. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't even remember what these songs sound like, you know? <laughs> So, uh, you know, he gave me the the demo again. I I figured out my parts. And he had Leon Macy from Mirthris um, playing this real spacey guitar solo parts on it. And um, I think I only have two solos on the first record. Um, Leon was doing the other solo. So, like I said, it was very much a project type situation, you know. Um, And uh, and it it was not fun having to learn those spacey solos for the tour yeah <laughs> i can imagine how much delay and course can i put on something <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh yeah so like i was like really i'm i'm doing a record with george from nile <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i'm like this That's is just crazy cool. yeah uh so we did the the three song ep and then uh from there you know it got a pretty decent response and uh he wrote a few more songs, and we we kind of combined those songs and the one death cover, and threw it on a on with an EP. So we came up with Polemic, which was our first record, which was really just half Cody on vocals and half Ryan from Gutted Alive on vocals. Yeah, okay. Um, and they were recorded at different times, but somehow uh, the guy who mixed it made them sound pretty decent. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that first record is actually two separate sessions, but then it just you know, snowballed from there. It was like, okay, Leon's gone now because he has his own band to worry about and I have to do all the solos. And I'm like, cool, I really wanted to do the solos anyway. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, right up your and, alley. Uh, he's like, you know, the second record, he's like, uh, I got Paul Masvidal to do vocals on the Fate's Warning song. I'm like, oh my God. You know, Paul Masvidal is like one of my biggest heroes. I'm like, that's cool. Uh-huh. That's cool, man. Whatever. <laughs> you know, I'll just, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so is... Cody still the vocalist of Contrarian and just couldn't tour or? Yeah. So the thing with Cody was uh, 
well, you know, we, when we <laughs> when we had to let George go, <laughs> I still hate saying that. Uh, we had we had to let George go. Uh, uh, so we lost our singer at that point. Yeah. Because um, George really wanted to do after polemic. George really wanted to take over on vocals, so he did those the uh, two albums after that. Um, to perceive as a sufferer and uh, White Worm, those two records George sang on and played drums on. And so when we let him uh, do his own thing, we had to find a vocalist again, and we were just like, Cody rules. I mean, Cody's Cody's a bro, and he's an awesome yeah. dude, and you know, get along with him great. Yeah. Um, he's got those deep, deep gutturals. And, yes. Uh, I think we actually asked Ryan first, and Ryan couldn't do the the pathology tour which i think is the reason why uh which i think is the reason why we got uh cody again i, ca I can't remember the exact the way it went but yeah, you uh, guys have a lot of yeah. changes going yeah. on <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh so yeah we, we got cody to do the tour and he you know he he kicked ass with all the georgia's vocals and learned everything and uh they sound a little bit different, a little more guttural, you know, but uh, um, when the suffocation tour came up, you know, it's a lot to ask someone to take four weeks off of work. Yep. You know, I had to, luckily I had a year's notice to be able to do that myself. Um, and he had just gotten a new job. So he's just, you know, oh, he couldn't, tough. he just couldn't do it. Yeah. You know, Adulting. we considered doing like maybe, you know, he could do part of it and then, you know, we get somebody else to do it. Um, but in the end, it was just easier to just have uh, uh, somebody do it. And Cody was working on his own projects at the time anyway. So we just got, uh, we hired Jacob from, uh, I keep saying hired. We didn't hire anybody. <laughs> we got Jacob. <laughs> yes, here's your W-2. <laughs> Hand over your resume, please. <laughs> yeah, we got Jacob. Uh, and Jacob's Jacob's a riot. He's uh um, I didn't know what to think of because he's got like the corpse paint and everything that he does. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, I'm like, look, uh, looking at, you know, his, uh, his alter ego is Jacob's sin, Jacob with a K. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is, I'm like, I, I love his voice. His voice is great. And he did a demo. Like he, he sang, I don't remember what song, but he sang one of the songs. I was like, damn, you know, he sent us a video of him doing it in his home, home studio. Like this dude's perfect. And I'm like, so we got him and, uh, we did the tour with them. We were just like, you want to sing on the new record? Awesome. <laughs> so like on the bus and stuff, Jim and Jim and Jacob were sitting there practicing vocals for the new <clears throat> record and everything. So yeah, it worked out really well. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, okay. So back to the new release, <clears throat> you have a super cool guest musician on this yeah. recording. How did this all come about? Michael, how'd you say his last name? Peoris? Peoris? I don't know. I'm probably saying it wrong. But. So Jim's been sending me videos of this guy for years. And he's an insane bazooki player. It's it's like, just think of like the fastest shredder, guitar shredder you could ever think of. Now double that speed yeah. and put it on a bazooki. <laughs> and that's this guy. Um, I don't know exactly how Jim knows him. I know that they're both Greek. 
<laughs> you know, Jim uses his Greek connections. Uh, <laughs> Runs deep, I guess. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, it's, just, it's like I always think that he's got something like the wire going on with his Greek connection. <laughs> uh, you got any ports, Jim? Are you running any ports? Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's just like, one day, I, I don't even think he told us that he was having this dude do us. He was just like, oh, listen to this. This is the intro to the record. And I was like, oh oh that's kind of cool you know yeah it's spastic and it's crazy and it sets the mood for the record and uh uh, i think jim played some of the synth on it or something like that and then jim played the bazooki at the end of the first song but that whole intro part is that that one guy yeah yeah Hmm. and it's just insane it's just like how do you i mean bazookis are not easy to play Mm -hmm. no (laughs) that's like in the uh loot family isn't it it looks it's, like like a mandolin but with a long neck yeah yeah right? it's almost like a i almost think of it as like a baritone mandolin or yeah, something <laughs> that's cool i i didn't know i don't know that i've ever seen one of those before yeah they're very ethnic sounding mm-hmm. very greek sounding especially the way that guy plays it it's so cool yeah, yeah. And then we also um as far as special guests go you know uh jack eaton who is our touring bass player we gave him a song on the record to record as well awesome. so he's got one song that he plays uh, bass on do you remember which one it is uh, song six six <laughs> <laughs> wait i am determined to find the name of this song <laughs> apollonius of tyana oh cool the name of that song all right (laughs) one of the easier ones to pronounce (laughs) now i know like there's i'm big into egyptian stuff and there's a inscription um in one of the pyramids that says apollonius of tyana and it's often uh i one point i actually researched what that meant because of the egyptian relate um and i think it had something to do with alexander the great or something like that. Unfortunately, I don't remember the specifics of all of it, but I always thought it was very interesting that, you know, cause I'm like huge into the, all the pyramids yeah. and stuff like that, yep. that someone, you know, at some point in time in history scribed Apollonius of Tyana on, in one of the pyramids. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jesus. It's crazy. Yeah. Can you tell us about, um, your approach to writing your parts for this album? Yeah, um, I'm very much a hands-off guy until uh, drums are on it. Because uh, basically what happens is that Jim writes the stuff, and it's just him. He writes a little click track that may be accurate and may not be accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes to Watchmen and records just his guitar parts to the click track. At this point, you know, it could be months with just that out there in the ether um and i won't hear any of it i won't listen to it until there's drums on it because i won't know what a song sounds like the dynamics whatever mm-hmm. um luckily you know we've we've had george coleus we've had bryce butler we've had alice cohen we've had you know three phenomenal drummers that can pull that off just having a click track and a guitar track and write their drums to it yeah it, it just blows my mind every yeah time. i know but um once I get that back with drums, then I will start listening to it and I will write my parts, um, all my rhythm parts, 
and uh you know they're usually not what jim plays um i try to either do some kind of harmonizer thing or just somewhere off completely from on the guitar not completely off from where he's playing yeah you know just to make it a little bit more uh contrasty yeah yeah you just do that by ear normally yeah 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 um that's amazing to me mm-hmm. And then I'll record all my rhythm parts and, you know, I'll send them to Jim. And Jim never says anything. Jim just trusts us. He's just like, here's my thing. And then he just sends it off to everybody else. Do your thing. And he's always surprised by, you know, nothing ever sounds like he anticipates when he's writing it. Yeah. But that's one of his favorite things about it, I think. Mm -hmm. But um, so, yeah, I'll record and then I'll send that off to uh, whoever's playing bass. And then uh, we record bass. And then we record vocals, and I'll be doing my solos as all the bass and vocal stuff is getting done, usually. And it usually takes me about, you know, with work and everything and social life, you know, maybe with solos and rhythm and everything, about a week and a half to get it all done. That's it? Yeah. Jeez. That's I can't imagine. Yeah. (laughs) I can't imagine. That's insane. How often do you guys, well, I guess that's not a fair question. I was going to say, how often does Contrarian get together? But really, it's kind of you and Jim and everything else falls into place. Yeah, I mean, when we get together is, the only time we get together is if we're going to do a tour or a show or something. Um, in which we'll just, you know, fly anybody else in who needs to get flown in. Yeah or whatever and um we'll just get together in jim's basement we'll crush it out a couple nights and then go from there it's cool yeah i mean luckily everyone in the band so far there's been a lot of people in this band. i know that's why i'm like i don't even know <laughs> luckily everyone in this band just knows their shit and, yeah you know you can you know get there and 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 crank it out no problem you know it usually takes us you know by the end of the first night usually we're like okay we got this yeah um it's always strange though because you know having a live drummer in a boomy basement and everything you know Mm -hmm. timing can be an issue especially with music like this Uh, Mm -hmm. uh it's always weird at first but once you get the groove it just it just works out so all right let's take a break and listen to exorcism off of their worm never dies
Yeah.
Um, is there any chance I was thinking off in the space because I was like, damn it, I had a question in my noggin and then I couldn't think of it. Any local contrarian shows in the future? I mean, it all depends on what we end up doing. Um, like right now, we're just kind of waiting to see how the record does. Um, that's not necessarily going to make a determination of whether we whether we tour again or not. Um, it's too. It doesn't work for us to do just a local show and then yeah, I you get know, it. yeah, um, too many logistics. Yeah, too many. Uh, you know, people. What, what's Alex doing? Is yeah. he out with malignancy? You know, yeah. is, uh, uh, and because Ed can't really tour, we, you know, Jack would have to learn all the bass parts and everything. You know, so it's it's it. Uh, but we we are getting offers in for more tours, and we're just kind of like uh, it's got to be the right thing at this point. Yeah, I get I it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not that we're being picky or like, you know, oh, no, that's not good enough. It's not, It's nothing like that. It's more of a, we just got off a tour. We just wrote this record. You know, let's just lay a little, everyone is out there touring right now. So, um, and you guys are adults with like lives. Yeah. 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 You know, I just took four weeks off of work, to, yep. you know, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, don't push that <laughs> <Yeah>. too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, so it's not like a, 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 I think, you know, we have something in our heads, like maybe uh, 24 doing like a two week thing or something or, yeah, uh, you know, and we have some ideas for that, but, uh, you know, I'll just keep that quiet for now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. We were so bummed when you guys were on tour, you obviously played a local show here. Yeah. And we were in Baltimore gearing mm. up for death fest yeah, right. so we missed you by one day yeah. <laughs> and that, i feel like that's like my shot to see contrarian and it's gone <laughs> hopefully not yeah i mean that was because we played brooklyn and then uh suffocation atheist they went down to baltimore to play yep. and we came straight to rochester so i'm literally like <clears throat> excuse me um you know i'm like five miles from home but i'm sleeping in a bus in a target parking lot <laughs> uh <laughs> in henrietta uh <laughs> That's yeah. Kind of funny. <laughs> yeah and then the next day we get to you know the montage and they forgot to uh to um uh, cover the uh, parking meters so we had no place to park our buses mm. <laughs> but no i mean that was a fun show that was the second show that we played on that tour so you know we were still trying to get our uh you know our bearings and you know uh you know we did i think we did well that night uh we had cody come up and sing a couple songs oh cool, cool. and uh yeah so yeah that was a fun night it yeah was good, good lineup that night too it had to have been weird being on tour but being home it is yeah. <laughs> you know it, there's a certain like you know i know the guys in shepherd or you know I, uh shepherd or rot and sestruga yeah and uh you know i felt I'm very much conscious in my head. I'm like, I hope they don't think I'm like, you know, like I'm the guy on Being tour. You know? I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, no, I just, I feel very lucky to be here. Yeah. You know? and, uh, I think anyone that knows you knows you're not like, yeah, that. I know. I know. It's just, it's just that kind of stuff is always in my head. And, you know, I definitely was not feeling that at any point on tour. Like I just felt lucky to be there the yeah, entire time. So. Of course. Um, yeah. You had a question. I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, you mentioned Paul from Cynic being one of your heroes. Yeah. 
I think I, if I'm right, I saw a picture when you were on tour that you met him. Is that is that true? Yeah, we met him twice, actually. Twice. Uh, he came to the L.A. show, and he came to the Paloma show. Um, and uh, we, uh, I, you know, I actually sat backstage and talked to him for a while, and him and uh, Kelly from Atheist were telling stories about the, you know, the early 90s of the progressive death metal scene in Tampa and... It was wild. Uh, was that the first time you ever got to meet him? Uh, officially, yes. Oh, like that's in person, cool. yeah. And he's the sweetest guy. Like he just gave me his phone number and everything, and then he was texting me about, you know, I'm just like, how is this happening? You know, I, today was his birthday. I messaged him, "Happy birthday!" Oh, and he's I like, "Thanks, that. man." You I know? love <laughs> it. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. And you know, as far as like unique um, progressive guitar players go, I think you know, I put him on top of the list. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, he's come up with some pretty crazy stuff that I just blows my time, my mind every time I hear it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that was definitely one of the huge highlights because he came and saw us twice and, uh, I mean, not specifically us, but he came to that tour yeah. twice and, uh, and hung out that's and he so was a blast. Cool. And I have a story about that. He is, I was up, up at our merch booth talking to, to him and, uh, some dude comes up to him. He's like, you're Paul. He's like, and Paul's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, no, you're from death, dude. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking Death and Cynic, you're Paul. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I just step away. I'm like, I'm not having anything to do with this. I'm and not finally, Paul. Yeah, and finally, Paul's like, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, I'll do the picture thing. He's the sweetest guy, dude. I mean, I there wasn't a, I met a lot of people on that tour, and um, everyone was just so nice. That's you know? cool. So it sucks when you meet someone that um, you know that you have a lot of respect for, and they're a shitty person. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I didn't meet anybody like that. That's you know? cool. So uh, if you want to see who I met, you can just look at my Facebook page. I have pictures of everybody. Oh, we loved it. <laughs> we loved like watching uh, your journey. Yeah, we talked yeah. about it. You looked like you were just having a yeah. blast. Yeah, we fun. were so happy for you. Yeah. But we were so bummed that we missed that Contrarian show yeah. at Montage. Yeah, that was, that was a really fun show, too. Um, so artwork. Is it the same artist that has done all... How do you say it? Guan Yang? Yeah, I think that's... <laughs> I is don't, that yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's done at least... Uh, I think he's done all the the hooded... The, the, yeah. the albums that have yes. the hooded figure on them. Yep. Um, this particular one, uh, what is the actual record cover is uh, an early stage of something that he was coming up with for us. I was really like, I looked at it and I'm like, that's perfect. As is, don't, you know. Oh, cool. He was just roughing it in. He's like, you know, he had plans to make it a little more detailed like the last couple of records. And I was like, no, I love the way that looks. Like, you know, it's kind of half finished. It's not quite half finished, but like the the character itself in the foreground was kind of like blotchy almost. Yeah. And um, I'm like, no, cut him off. That's it. No more. Yep. And Jim agreed. So, yeah. I think if it was a little bit more detailed, it would have uh, lost a little bit of its... Uh, Taken away from yeah, the appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Because it always has like a, an old worn look to it. So. Um, okay. Anything that we didn't touch on with the new Contrarian release that you would like to talk about? 
No, I, I just think that it's our best release. I think uh, it's definitely our most different from everything else we've done. And uh, I'm really proud of all the songs on this, on this you record. You should yeah. be. Yeah. 100% you should be. Thank you. It's awesome. And I got, you know, some of my favorite solos I've ever done have been on this record too. So I've actually, I actually, on this record, I worked a lot of the solos out where previously I would just be like, okay, when am I going to play? And then swing something and throw it on yep. and be like, okay, I have to learn the, the harmony to that. You know, yeah. on, on this record, I actually worked some things out, including the longest and most complicated arpeggio I've ever done on the first song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I sit there, yeah, I literally on Facebook, I'm bitching about people putting, throwing sweep arpeggios in all their songs, and then I'm just like, I'm going to write the longest, most complicated one I know how to play on this, you know. Um, so are we allowed to kind of shift gears? Because you've mentioned yeah, or alluded to a comeback of BML, and I think a lot of people are very excited about that. I think it would be awesome. We're in discussion of it currently. Uh, you know, it's, um, you know, Ronnie, our drummer, Ronnie, he, he's been pretty much on break from music since BML broke up. Um, Toby's been in a few things, playing bass in a few things. And, uh, it's just, um, it's one of those things where we just need to get together for dinner and like hash it out or how yeah. we're going to approach it. Is it going to be, you know, definitely like one of the things that I would insist upon is that we do like at least two reunion shows and then uh we could possibly do something completely different but together you know that's not bml you actually get a singer or something or or we just keep bml and, and write new stuff you know that's these are all the open questions that uh, yeah. we have I was, so, so i was gonna ask you yeah. does a reunion look like playing all old stuff are you going to bring new stuff to the table but it sounds like that's kind of up in the air at this point yeah currently right now it's it's very much uh just at least in my head uh just talking about doing a couple reunion shows and then if it works out and feels comfortable then we take the next steps um i think i think toby is feeling the same way and i, I think ron's probably feeling the same way too uh it's just that um I think it's something we just really need to hash out and, and see what each other's expectations are. Yeah, that makes sense. Because, you know, me already being in three bands and, you know, Toby is in a couple of projects. Uh, you know, how much time can we throw towards this yep. kind of thing? So the um, <clears throat> thing is, I just miss that band. I miss playing those songs and I miss uh, those guys. So, yeah. Uh, we've been talking about it for a few years. Well, maybe two years. And then this whole tour thing came up. I'm like, I have to put this on the back burner for now. And then every once in a while, I just feel like try to get an earworm out of them to be like, what? How are you hey feeling guys. about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, everyone seems into it. So hopefully, it will happen. There's definitely a yeah. demand for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think it would be a really good idea. Yeah. So, and I think people want to hear it. So. They, I absolutely know they want to hear yeah, it for sure. <laughs> <clears throat> um and Salako is writing new material getting ready to record yeah we just mic'd up chris's drums last night awesome um so we're gonna try a little something different and record at our, our spot instead of in the studio oh cool and uh we got you know we did our last charmer record that way and it came out great i think yeah so, yep. um <clears throat> yeah so i think we got like you know 
five or six new songs ready to go. Something like that. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Lots of exciting stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's going on with Charmer? Charmer is the same deal. We got about five or six new songs <sighs> and um, they're not completed yet. Um, like Charlie and Criff have their parts down, but I have yet to decide what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, I think Andy just recently got everything last week or something like that. So the lyrics are yet to be written, but uh, everything is is ready to go once, you know. The the main thing is we just got to get the drums down and then everything else after that we can take our time with. Yeah, and, you know. yep. Falls into place. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, getting those drums down is... <sighs> step one and yep. then um but the, also with uh charmer is um our label um they got you know some some stuff happened in the past you know during the pandemic and stuff where they had to slow things down a little bit but that last record low in the glow will be coming out on vinyl this oh, year hopefully i am so excited yeah so we're gonna have a meeting about that tomorrow but um, everything is looking good, you know. A year, a year late, but uh, things are finally going. <laughs> finally Better late than on never. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I we have always thought that that release deserves and should be on vinyl. Yeah. I, I agree, mm-hmm. like one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I honestly love that record. Yeah, yeah. we do too. Like it's in our ro- ooh, it's in our rotation. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charlie came up to me the other day at work as I work with Charlie. He's just like, I listened to Low and Glow. I'm like, I haven't listened to that in like six, seven months. He's like, dude, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> All right, I'm going to leave this next one up to you. All right, Brian, we have a f- few more questions for you. Yes. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> <laughs> You're one of our favorite movie recommenders. Ditto. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I take that as a high compliment. <laughs> I thought of a movie that I can recommend to you that maybe you haven't seen. Okay. But, but before I say what that is, do you have any new recommendations for us? New recommendations? No. No. Uh, I mean, if you haven't seen the menu yet for a mainstream oh, yeah. movie, that was great. You did mention that. Last time I saw you, and um, I did put that on our list, but we haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else I've downloaded, or yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'd have to look at my Plex to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my favorite Brian recommendation was the one um, I can't remember the name of it, but they had like the different levels. Oh, the platform. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one's just cool. That is like a mind fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I the, the funny thing about that was, you know, I saw some hype on it. And usually when a movie's getting hyped, I tend not to. I, I just assume I'm going to hate it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's usually something like, you know, Conjuring or some crap like that. Yeah. Um, but one day I just bit the bullet and I was like, oh, I think it was an Italian movie. And uh, it was on Netflix. And it's just constantly there in my Netflix menu. So I just, I looked at it one day. I was like, wow, this is actually really, really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the concept yeah. is yeah. yeah, weird. Yeah. Um, as far as like, I mean, Alice in Borderland, I thought was a great 
show that's on Netflix, and that's a Japanese um, series. Um, I highly recommend that if you like that Squid Games thing. Um, I think it's way better than Squid Games, personally. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two seasons, and that's it. Done. So, uh, my favorite still from you guys is uh, Greasy Strangler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> that could have went one of two ways, either. It always uh, does. I appreciate this, or what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm never listening to a recommendation again. <laughs> I mean, the best thing about that movie is how literal the title is. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> no surprise. <laughs> John Travolta's hairstylist. <laughs> I think we... Um, we like scarred Barrett from Severed Records yeah. for life. We actually, <clears throat> we wanted to start this thing where we just like pass it on. Yeah. Like, all right, Barrett, here's mm-hmm. like a hard copy of the Greasy Strangler. Mm-hmm. You watch it, put your name somewhere on it and then ship it off somewhere <laughs> else and then just keep it going. <laughs> Spread the love of the Greasy Strangler. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure that was on Prime for a minute too. <clears throat> Amazon Prime. Wow, that's kind of impressive. Yeah. yeah, it was on one of those major major streaming platforms for a bit. We would love to interview him. Yeah. <laughs> Michael St. Michael's. Yeah. <laughs> I love, love Ed from Charmers <laughs> review of the movie. Do you remember what he <laughs> He has a weird body. <laughs> the dude's got a weird body. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> He does have a weird body. <laughs> he, he certainly does. <laughs> you said you had a recommendation for him. My recommend. I hope you haven't seen this. It's not new. Um, the movie is called Soft for Digging. No, from I don't think I've seen that. 2001, I think. No. And it's... What, Soft for Digging? Yes. It's odd. I think it's an hour and 15 minutes, maybe. Oh, okay. It's quickie. It's not super long. It's it's different. It's cool. Yeah, I'll check that one out. All right. Have you guys talked about um, that thing, that, those 10-minute... Remember what you oh, were yeah. watching? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've checked out a couple of those, and they're... They're... Like super arty farty, but yeah. in a good way. <laughs> like, it's almost like, why did you bother? But I'm glad you did. Kind of, yeah. You know. But it's only like ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. What is, what is the name of that? Dust, right? Dust. Dust yeah. Um, Dust. Um, and they I, have a ton of stuff. On they there. do, and they're constantly updating it. Yeah. Her younger brother is actually the one that told me about it. Yeah, definitely check out that Dust YouTube page. There's yeah. some cool stuff on there. It is. It's did did you happen to watch? I don't know if you watched the same one. Yeah. That. <laughs> oh, the one that you sent me with the yeah, yeah. The made the order. Or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. Customer, something like custom that. order. So yeah. he was down here on the treadmill, and you got to have the TV on really high to like hear over the treadmill. <laughs> so I'm sitting on the couch, and I was like. <laughs> what's going on down there but i didn't even like question i didn't even think to question it because we watched so many weird things yeah. he just came up there just like hey how's it going I'm hey. Like, yeah, yeah. hey what's up watching porn down there on the treadmill <laughs> yeah completely unenthusiastic porn yeah. yes. 
It says thank you at the end. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Aaron. Very polite. Everyone should say thank you. Fucking Aaron. <laughs> um, so musically, are there any releases that you're into right now? Um, I haven't. I haven't been listening to much music. That's okay. We've been listening to podcasts like and uh, and and listening to books on tape lately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the stuff I tend to gravitate towards is is very it's more old schooly kind of stuff, um, and and it's usually just if it's not not anything like like the new stabbing, for instance. It's it's like there's nothing new there. There's nothing unique about it it's just crushing mm-hmm. yeah so you know stuff like that um you know i have yet to even listen to i think i've listened to the first two songs from the new obituary record mm-hmm. um but yeah i haven't really been listening to too much lately and it's not i just get in these phases sometimes where i get tired of listening to music i will always love playing music mm-hmm. um but especially after recording a record where you have to listen to the same thing over and over yeah. again for you know a thousand times through various mixes and masters and iterations um i tend to get my ears get tired and i just want to learn stuff instead yeah <laughs> yeah that makes sense totally but if I do listen to, to something, it's usually is just something. Usually, it's just like super crushing. It's just like something I could, you know, want to beat someone's head in. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what audiobook are you listening to? So I am on my third time of listening to all of A Song of Ice and Fire books, uh, which is the Game of Thrones stuff. Oh, mm. cool! So the the five books that are out. And then Fire and Blood, which is the House of the Dragons based off of all the Dunkin' Egg stuff, all the world of Ice and Fire, all that stuff. I have, I'm on my third round of listening through all that stuff. Wow. Um, I'm obsessed with it, that That's world. Cool. So, yeah. um, and while, you know, while we're waiting for the Winds of Winter, which has been, what, 11 years since we've been waiting for that book now? Um, you know, I've just been trying to keep myself to remember. There's so much in that stuff I have to try to remember. Yeah. So I just keep like, oh, what, what happened? I don't remember this. I have to listen to all of it again. Guess, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so when do you listen to it? Like on your way to work? Yeah, in the um, car. Yeah. Yeah, I listen to at uh, 2x speed and then... You know, you know the first time. UX. Yeah, you know the first the first couple times that I went through it. And, you know, it's been you know years of listening to this, but uh, um, yeah, I would go through like one point two speed or something like that because the books are sixty hours, you know, each. So <laughs> with a twenty minute commute. Yeah, yeah, you do the math. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, the, this whole time I've I've been listening, re-listening to all of them at two x speed. This just to fill in the holes i guess yeah do you keep getting stuff out of it yeah every time really there's so much in that stuff in the world building that he does and uh you know the show game of thrones show is probably maybe 25 percent of what's in the books really and then you know even after season five all of it was made up there's no source material for anything after season five um so you know it's all fan fiction from season five on so yeah <laughs> uh it's it's insane how much stuff is going that goes on in those books and then like the end result from the show is going to be it may be like the same result but it's going to be 
completely different path towards there. You yeah. Know? So there's a lot of really cool stuff that he does. There's a lot of horror, fantasy, um, character building, world building stuff that um, only the books can deliver as far yeah. as that goes. In your imagination. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Do you have any other questions? Um, not that should be recorded. <laughs> Is, <laughs> oh, I don't know what that means. That didn't mean anything. <laughs> I have small talk, but. Oh, okay. Probably <laughs> nothing that like people listening to a podcast would want to hear. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to talk about that we didn't cover? Uh, see, Contrarian, Charmer, Slacko, BML. Uh, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we covered it all. I like it. Oh, you want to get the box and Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Oh, yeah, dumb questions. Yeah. We have our dumb question segment. <laughs> <laughs> this is, um, we've introduced a new, ran- you pick a random question. Oh, okay. Out of a box. <laughs> Brian's picking his question right now. Okay. <laughs> What's invisible that you wish people could see? Quarks. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> it, it's almost like you thought about that. I want to know what a top quark looks like. I want to know what a bottom quark looks like. <laughs> I like it. That is a good <laughs> physics nerd answer. Yeah. <laughs> Pull out another one. Oh, that is like... That's a big piece of Yeah. <laughs> if you could have a flying version of any animal as a pet, what would it be and why? I don't want to flying anything. Uh, yeah, that's kind of creepy. Um... I think flying snakes would be cool. Only because I own snakes and I think it would be cool if they were just flying down around my living room. Be (laughs) terrifying. Yeah, I think you just invoked like Ken's greatest fear. Thanks, Brian. 40. I I could have said flying spiders, but I I wouldn't like that either. (laughs) Spiders are too small to be flying. No, like tarantulas. I mean, oh. No, these are horrible things. Big giant camel spiders (laughs) with wings. Wolf spiders. <laughs> Brian, thank you so much. Yeah, you are Brian. always welcome on the show. Well, thank you. Yes. It's always good to be here. We can't wait to have you back on yes. as our heavyweight champion to talk about BML. Woo! Yes. <laughs> It'll be seven and a half next time. Yes. <laughs> and we can't wait. <laughs> we love you. Thank you so yes. much. Love you guys too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's close it off with one more contrarian song. Going back to the To Perceive is to Suffer release. We're going to listen to Transcend the Mundane. Until next time. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't be an asshole. And pro tip. When you're doing an interview, make sure that the mic is unmuted. Oh, come on.